When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, the final round of this Marathon 2023 home and away season starts tonight at the MCG with Collingwood looking to build some sort of momentum against Essendon and it ends with a potentially finals-shaping Carlton GWS clash at Marvel Stadium. AFL Nations, Nick Del Sano is with us. Morning, Del. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, and I neglected to mention the Saints are playing finals. So regular season, Ross, v finals, Ross. Take us back, will you? Well, it's going back quite a while from my experience of sharing this time of year with Ross. And I've heard him over the last week or two speak about the real season starts. And I think it was even yesterday where he must have done his midweek presser and he spoke about it's lovely to qualify, but now the <laughs> real thing starts. So it's I think I think we need to be careful at times. This is an industry that we feel like we've achieved something when we make finals and it is obviously a really pleasing thing, but I think if you ask all coaches, and what I'm hearing from Ross is, it's nice to qualify, but then that's when it gets real serious, and then you get an opportunity you know, to work your way through September. So it's been uh, a few years since the Saints have played finals, and then previous to that was back to 2011. So there's been a fair gap in between, but really pleasing, I think, even from a Saints perspective, knowing that they'd locked in their position last week due to a couple of those results, rather than have to head up to Brisbane tomorrow night and try and get the job done. Yeah. So the Lions haven't lost up there this year at the Gabba, of course, I speak of. And David King was telling me last night that if uh, they do beat the Saints this weekend, it'll be the first time in Lions history they go through undefeated in a season at home. So the task is significant for the Saints. But I I wanted to ask you about Max King being managed. Were you surprised by that? Or is this smart, given he's obviously, we think, headed for surgery and just hanging in there with that shoulder? Um, What did you make of the decision to sit him out, I'm assuming, play it safe for September? Yeah, I can only assume that it is a smart play. I don't know the detail behind it outside of clearly he's had a significant shoulder injury um, not that long ago and then made this surprise return and had a pretty good return in regards to goals in those last handful of games. The interesting piece about it is, and I would have been intrigued and fascinated to hear the conversations with the St Kilda staff and the medical team, is you also get the additional week off next week. And my experience... As a player, I can barely remember what it was like, Sam. I can remember a little bit of it was you didn't mind having one week off because it allowed you to freshen up. But then when you had two off, you actually lost your rhythm is is how I used to feel. You lost your continuity of play, recover, prepare, play. So to have two weeks off sounds like a great thing for me. And I never had to go through anything in regards to significant um, surgery throughout the course of the year. But I loved the routine of football. and my, I felt like my body and my mind got so used to it that I was okay. I actually struggled when I was having too much of a break, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you're a footy watcher. I was listening to Lee Montagna last night. He definitely was. But if you're a yeah. GWS player and you're down here in Melbourne, you're at the team hotel Saturday night, are you watching the Geelong Dogs game to know that, you know, you could be going to bed knowing you're playing finals regardless of what happens against Carlton or are you just leaving that screen off? No, no, no. I'm watching it. Right. I, I wouldn't be able to... I, I wouldn't be able to help myself. Um, I will definitely be watching even the position I am now, just out of absolute interest. But it, it's a strange one as a, as a player because you'll often hear players, oh, I'm not much of a footy head. I don't watch much football. 
But the reality of it is, particularly if you live in Melbourne, if you don't watch it, someone's going to tell you all about it anyway. It's hard to grab a coffee without someone mentioning something. And I felt like, and particularly at team hotels when you're away, the football was always on in, you know, when you're having your dinner. There was a TV on in the background when you're getting your treatment, massage or physio. There was always a television there. So there's no escaping it. And there's nothing wrong with embracing it. And I always felt like you love to be prepared and know exactly what was going on with everybody else as well. Mm. So I felt that was part of the preparation. Part of your responsibility as an athlete is to understand situations and to, to know what ultimately then you had to do. So, yeah, I mean, you hear a lot these days, oh, he's not a footy head, he doesn't watch any footy. I feel like there's a little bit of mayonnaise spread on those ones. <laughs> so Tank Watch is obviously focused on Tasmania this weekend for North Melbourne and the Suns, number one pick on the line. But just just do we have a problem with what Geelong are doing, Dal? I mean, they would say they're only beholden to their players and their members and, and their organisation with getting these guys in for surgery given their season is done. We don't have a problem with that, do we? Well, it, it's only a week earlier that, and that's mm. the odd bit and I'm absolutely for get your surgery done as quickly as you can and that way it gives you more time at the back end in regards to being ready to come back for pre-season and I heard Chris Scott speaking last week or so and he, he raised something that I think if we all took a moment we would acknowledge and, and understand but also we sometimes forget that they've had as short as break as anybody probably for the last 10 to 15 years given they've gone so deep in the finals pretty much every single year that they're off-season leading into their pre-season has been shorter than pretty much everybody else. Like, there's not many clubs that have done what they've done for 15 years. So it does take a toll. I think if you're not making finals, a week here or there is not a significant difference. But no, I don't think we can hold Geelong you know, accountable or question what they're doing. They're getting to do something that they haven't done for a very long time. So why not try and utilise every single moment of it I understand there might be an integrity piece for the game this weekend where the best players aren't playing, but um, if I'm a Geelong supporter, I have no concerns for what that club has done for them as supporters and members and sponsors over the last 15 years. I think they could understand and sit back and go, yeah, all right, I can cop this one. And Del, just one last one on the men. I, want, I definitely want to ask you about your girls and your preparations for the new season as well in AFLW. But two teams have to win this weekend for mine for different reasons. Collingwood have to win just to build some momentum, just to, I think, convince themselves that they've still got it more or less. And the Western Bulldogs have got to win just to get in. Maybe we'll start with the dogs who are coming in off losses to Hawthorne and West Coast. And if they can't beat a Geelong side that uh, is dramatically weakened, do you wonder where we go to from a dog's perspective from here? I've wondered that no matter what happens this weekend, Sammy. Um, you know, and obviously off the back of last weekend's game, I was at the game and it was diabolical. There's no other way to put it. And, you know, everyone's had their say in the last six or seven days in regards to their performance. But let's look at them throughout the course of the year and outside of a handful of players. Obviously, Marcus, Tim English, uh, Libba, mm-hmm. and I'd say Jamara, who's had a, not, not not necessarily their breakout year, but you can see why he's the number one pick. So he's definitely progressed. But then you look for the, through the rest of them, I'm not sure where their next stage of growth <clears throat> excuse me, comes. So I'm going to be intrigued with their list analysis and what they do in the trade period um, at the end of this year, because my general take and the evidence in front of us is this group as it currently stands, and maybe it's a game plan piece as well, isn't capable yet to push for top four or to win a premiership. And that's what we're all here to do. There's no tiptoeing around that. So if you haven't got the list that you want that's able to do that, then you've got to make some change. They mm. do have some young kids coming through 
in defence and in um, the front half, but it's through that midfield. Who's this next group that's going to support, you know, pretty much Marcus, who's done it almost single-handedly throughout the course of the whole year. So um, I understand that they should win this week, given the outs that Geelong have got, but I think the conversation's deeper than just a couple of hours this week, and this has been going for quite a while. Yeah, and the Bombers have got a bunch of outs as well, not to the lengths that Geelong have done, but so for Collingwood coming in, lost three of their last four, their defence style, which I think was League Two there for, for a while, not that long ago either, it's just fallen through the floor. So if you're Collingwood, you've just got to win this game too, don't you, just for, for validation, even if you are going to finish one or two at the end of the home and away. Yeah, absolutely. And you want to have momentum and belief, and we keep using this word confidence going into finals. Absolutely, that is all there. You know, you go back a couple of weeks ago, I thought their performance against Brisbane wasn't bad. That was a really good game of football. So if that's the quality that they're at, we're you know, judging them against the very best teams, mm. um, and rightly so. But I do believe in continuity. I do believe in actually coming into finals with some form. Um, they've got a handful of players at it, and maybe we're seeing the impact of Nick Dacos, you know, to a lesser degree. The goal he's been out at times, Meyer checks. So there's a handful of plays, Murphy and Darcy, Darcy clearly out as well. So they they have time, except well, I feel like we've been saying that now for a couple of weeks. Time is running out. Um, but if there is a team that can flick the switch, I'm talking probably more about ball movement. They are dynamic with ball in hand, but finals, and we know what holds up in finals, it's team defence, and that's the area that's drastically changed in the last, probably half of the season. Um, Fly McRae's mentioned it multiple times. They need to tidy that up and straight away because if you get that wrong, you know, your offense needs to come from your defense and it just doesn't rebound like it was in the front uh, in the first half of the year. Mm, mm. Okay, how's Nick Del Sano, the coach, going? You're in the final phase of your preparation for St Kilda, of course. First game, geez, it's, it feels like to me it's come around really quickly. I'm not sure what you think, but Sunday week, you're in action down in Tassie against North Melbourne, round one. That is correct. Um, I reckon I've experienced every emotion in the last week or so, trying to work out exactly what the year has in store for us. The, the first piece is it, it's just really exciting for everybody. Um, we had an extended break over Christmas um, for the first time in basically two years because yep. we two seasons in one year. So it feels like it has a long time coming, but then like most probably seasons, and then it sneaks up and you're like, okay, this is getting a bit serious. We've got to get going here. Um, no, we're really pleased with our preparation. We've had significant change in regards to bringing people into the football club. They've all performed relatively well in, in our two practice matches against Richmond and Port Adelaide. We get this weekend off. So this is our pre-season, um, no, sorry, pre-season weekend off. So we'll have a rest. And then we all get to launch next week. So really excited. A good challenge to head down to Tasmania, Blundstone Arena, and play North Melbourne, who are a really good team, a quality team with some good additions. And... We'll, uh, we'll give our very best, and hopefully it's enough. Yep, that one, uh, Sunday, September 3rd, 1.05pm, Blunston Arena. It all gets started for St Kilda women. Dal, great to have you on, mate. Great to have your insights as always, and going to be exciting final series uh, uh, not too far away. And we wish you well for your campaign. I'm sure when we next speak, you will be well underway. Thanks for your time this morning. Always lovely to chat, mate. Appreciate it.